0: Hey there, friends, you are listening to the Unconventional Yogi Podcast with yours truly, Colette Marie. I am going to be all over the place with this podcast today because there are so many things that are running through my mind that I, I might deeter off here and there. But I think I want to really dive into what it means to be who you are as a human being, whether you are single or in a relationship or dating, single dating relationship or married. Or widowed or divorced, right? So we have these stages of our lives where we have these boxes that we can check, right? Mm-hmm. We were single or we're divorced or we're married or we're um, widowed. Um, going beyond that, domestic relationship, partnership. What else is there? Um, a polyamorous relationship. Whatever, the, whatever box it is that you are currently in, whatever that framework is, the concept of being who you are applies to all of those boxes. It, it goes across the board. I didn't know this information until recently, meaning in the last few years of my life. I am one of those who you would consider A serial monogamist and it was not by choice it it just ended up being that way in my life where I'd be in a relationship for a period of time and then somewhere towards the end if it wasn't working out and again not by choice someone comes along that that I am interested in next thing you know I'm in a relationship with that person uh, and so on and so forth one would also call that the monkey bar effect Um, It is not good. It is a pattern of behavior and it's cyclical and I wanted to make it a point to break that because I realized that that has not panned out well for me in my life Uh, and so on the the end of one relationship moving to Philadelphia with the person and it being at the end I decided I was going to I was going to take a break and there was not going to be a relationship for at least I was going to give myself a good 3 to 5 years of being completely single. That was my ambition. And I felt really good about that decision. I had this like moment in time where I was getting my apartment together. I was I moved into Rittenhouse Square area. I finally felt like all right, great. The shackles have been f- removed from around my uh, my neck, essentially, because of the relationship, you know, constraints and restraint that I was in prior, which was suffocating. I was free of that situation. the The air cleared up, and I could take a deep breath. And I felt like I was healing. And within a couple of weeks, I managed to uh, have a conversation with the person that I am with now. As a preliminary to a hike excursion, but it ended up turning into a meeting or a hanging out session for fireworks on New Year's Eve, followed by um, the Kimmel Center going to see the orchestra, followed by um, a walk to my home and a kiss on the mouth, you know, good night. And then that was followed by. A few days later, going out to some other thing, and then a few days later, that person coming over to my apartment and we're watching a movie, nothing's going on, but this like exploration space was occurring between the two of us for probably a good uh, two, three weeks to a month, and within three, four months, we're, we're evolving into something more. And without, somewhat without realizing, I found myself now moving into a relationship with this person that I am with now. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again. I'm doing this pattern where I'm, I'm in a relationship with someone else and I just got out of one and here I am again. And I was getting very angry at myself. I was trying to push him away say, look, this isn't gonna work. I've been d- down this road before. It was like, I, it's like, I'm trying to heal from this pattern and, and see things differently. And he convinced me that, it, that all we have to do is just be who we are and see how things work out. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. If it does, then it does. So it was a more of a relaxed approach. I didn't feel stressed. I didn't feel anxious. I didn't feel like I had to be pressured into anything. And I thought, okay, fine. Let's see where it goes. And four years, almost four years later, we are cohabitating in in his house. And it's been two years living together, four years in totality being together. And the truth is, I absolutely love this human being. And I want to say that he's probably, or that he is truly, the first human being I actually am completely in love with. Whereas everyone else, it was like love adjacent. I was not totally in love. I loved something about the person or I was infatuated that I just decided was love. The infatuation equated to love. But I was not in love with these human beings. I cared about each of them. I loved aspects of each of them. There were portions of our lives together that I loved, and because those portions of our life together, I, I stuck it out because they were important to me. And so those aspects of our relationship, uh, in terms of our commonalities in some regard, had more weight than how I felt about the person, and, and how they felt about me. And so, A relationship really can go on for a very lengthy period of time without actually having to fully love the human being. You can love everything else around them. You can love your family. You can love the children. You can love your lifestyle. You can love the home that you built together. You can love the traveling that you all do together. You can love uh, the companionship. You can love that. You can care about them and you can have a love for them, but you might not actually be in love with that person. So there's a thing there, right? So if you're not, if you're not fully in love, and, I, I'm, and I'm speaking from experience that I was not fully in love with these people, but I loved them for who they were for, for that time. And I loved the things that we did as a couple that mattered to me. But when you take all those things away at the core of it all, I was not in love with these people. So therefore, having a relationship for four five years, eight years, seven years, two years with human beings that I was not totally in love with is insanity to me, for me, and it's a pattern of behavior that I was not aware for a long time that was going on until this last... Um, Relationship that I was in that was a toxic one, uh, an abusive one. And so now knowing that I had that pattern, I wanted to make sure that I was not repeating it. However, in this unique and very special circumstance, I love this person whether we have a lifestyle or companionship or not. In other words, I can look at him and feel away. I can be around him and feel away. We can just sit on the sofa and watch a television show and it will be the same as if we were making love. It would be the same as if we were kissing. It would be the same as if we were having any, any kind of like physical contact on a sexual level. In other words, my feelings for him are deep and are pronounced at every level in any circumstance sex or no sex kiss or no kiss hug or no hug he can be away for a while and I'll feel this feel the same or he can be right here in the same room that I am in breathing the same air and I'll feel the same which is amazing to me and that has never happened see my love before was conditional uh, my love for this human being is completely unconditional 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 love for this human being That's huge Now that is a pattern breaker To love unconditionally is a pattern breaker And I am very fortunate that that so far is the experience that I'm having in my lifetime given where I was coming from before where my love was conditional. And the people that I was with, their love was also conditional, wasn't just me. Their love had conditions, my love had conditions. Our love was not really love, but sort of love adjacent. That's why I like saying love adjacent, because it was close to it, but not quite really the same thing. We thought it was, it looked like it, it smelled like it, it felt like it, but it wasn't it. Now, as a single person, if you're single, And you're listening to this podcast and you're wondering, well, gosh, you know, I've been wanting to have a relationship. I'm waiting for the right person, so on and so forth. Okay. Um, You know, the question then becomes, what expectations do we have set for ourselves? I like to think that because I have high expectations for myself, that there's a, a, a person out there willing to match that or can match that. I am also realistic that there are a number of people that are not aligned the same way that I am aligned with myself. And so it's almost like when you are striving for something really great, that you are independent financially sustaining yourself in some way, or you're getting there. Or you're, you know, you're you're doing the things necessary to elevate yourself psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, physically, financially. Behaviorally, all those things that puts you in a different category of human beings. And in that category, how many human beings are single that are doing the same thing? So that's where it gets a little tricky, right? If you put yourself in the same pool as everyone else, well, there are more people that are still trying to get through their traumas and are in a pattern than there are those that are, are on the healing path and accept that their traumas were there and they are working through them and they are breaking patterns and becoming more self-aware and self-reliant and doing the right things to self-care and to enjoy their life. There are less of those people than there are of the other people. So dating is tough when it comes to trying to find a mate who reflects the same things that you are reflecting back to yourself in terms of elevating progressing growing evolving expanding right so when you're doing those things and that is the path that you're on you you ought to expect that with time and just faith if you will the person that you wish to attract will be in that sphere soon at some point but don't settle it's hard I settled for so long that I didn't know which way was up or down. Settling is as, as challenging, as hard as you have to resist doing that, is, is easy to do when you feel like you don't want to be by yourself, you don't want to be alone. And the aloneness sucks sometimes. Being alone, feeling like you're alone doesn't feel good but know that you're not alone. You're not alone. You are in a world of, you know, what what do we have? Almost 8 billion people. You're not alone. There's all sorts of people all over the damn place. You're not alone. No one is alone. Being alone is being basically on an island without a human soul on it. Now that's alone. You're not alone. The feeling of loneliness comes from the lack of companionship that might come in the form of a relationship, but this is why we have girlfriends, for, the, for the, 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 the folks out there, ladies out there that have a circle of women friends that you are connected to, or this is why, I hate to say it, this is why we have pets. Pets are great companions. That is why I've had a pet for so long. I love my dog. My dog is my companion. My person is also my companion, but my dog is my companion, right? That's why folks, uh, you know, they invest the money or or adopt and they they get a pet. Um, In terms of going out and doing things, well, there are groups and, and ways in which you can connect with groups that you can go and do stuff with as a group. So you're not doing things alone. There are dinner date groups. There are groups that sign up for traveling out of the country. There are excursionary groups that you can sign up to go with a group to go hiking, say to Machu Picchu. You can do that through REI. You can virtually engage with any kind of group and travel abroad or go out to dinner or have a, to participate in some event with a group of people, with your peer group. And so you're not doing these things by yourself. However, it's okay to do some things by yourself. But yes, socialization is a very important item if you are on your own. And single. them doesn't have to mean Uh, only because you broke up with a person or that you divorced. For some people, their person passed away, and so singledom is forced upon them in that regard. And so having to pick up the pieces after losing a spouse and trying to recreate a new life and sort of reinvent yourself as a human being is not easy to do. And the older you are, the more uh, challenging it is, especially if you're over the age of 65 or even uh, in in the age range of 70 and even 80. So my uh, mother-in-law for all intensive purposes um, is a widowed woman of five years who is reinventing herself, recreating her life as a single or uh, rather rather widowed woman uh, at the age of 87. She, travels she still has older adult children such as my person and his brother who lives in Istanbul who recently got married so she was in Istanbul for a month with um, her son and now daughter-in-law she is traveling back from um, Marseille I think that's how you say it France Marseille France with my person her son for the past 10 days they had been traveling earlier in the year she was in Colorado so this person has had to sort of peel herself off of the sofa and force herself to book a ticket to travel and get out of Florida and and do the things that she loves to do which is travel eat great food see wineries vineyards hike do outdoor excursionary things even though her mobility is limited she's managed to get around using hiking sticks and finds a way and I say that t- to you and share this with you all to say that no matter what age you are and no matter what stage of life you're in whether you're 20 50 or 80 whether you're single widowed divorced, in a relationship dating you You must find things that bring happiness to you. You must engage in things that bring you joy. That is your moral imperative, particularly as a woman, as a female, or as a person, period. Gender doesn't matter. Male, female, whatever. But I, I lean, more toward the the feminine aspect of this conversation because well uh statistically females outlive males we outlive men Our our life expectancy is much higher there are more women on the planet than there are men there are more females than there are males and in the grand scheme of if you're in a heterosexual relationship that that ratio that statistic is off. And the older you are as a heterosexual female, the, the pool of quality men grows smaller. So it is tough. And if you are a high achieving female, if you are a breadwinner, if you are uh, a woman who owns her own home, who makes a, a, a six figure salary, who has a high-powered position in a company, you are already sort of kind of a threat to the man because you are so independent and financially stable, more stable than probably a lot of other men in the world. So do you lower your standards because of that, because you are afraid that you'll be alone for forever? You won't be alone for forever, I can assure you. I can assure you that that is not going to be the case at all there is someone out there for you specifically the person just might not appear in the time that you want him to appear now if you are in a non-heterosexual relationship or a polyamorous setup that doesn't mean that the world is your oyster in terms of oh there's so many more options available to you oh no 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 quality of character still applies whether you are uh, engaged in multiple members um, of a relationship circle, or that you're interested in someone who uh, does not subscribe to the social norms of uh, labeling male, women, man, male, female uh, type of dynamic heterosexual thing, and that you are in a partnership, same sex marriage, same sex relationship, the person's character and quality of who they are as a human being still applies uh you know so so when you think about dating in that regard uh you 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 are still needing to sift through some of the folks that are out there and dating is hard no matter how you cut it but you still find things and do things that bring you happiness fill your time fill your time with things to do whether that's those are independent things that you do or things that you do at a, in a social circle in, at a social level, in other words, don't spend time too much time by yourself alone. Idle hands, you know, as they say, idle hands is the devil's workshop, something like that. Yeah, you don't want to be by yourself all the time because that breeds other types of thoughts and that can be not good. So do things on your own, do things with a group, spend time with your peers, spend time with your family, friends, travel abroad with a group or with your girlfriends or with the, with the homies, right? Or with family members. Do things that will bring you happiness, Ex- expand on your gifts right your your creative pursuits engage in things creatively creative pursuits really are such a therapy they are a a soul thing to do they they breathe life into one's soul truly that's why I do photography that's why I write books I also paint though I haven't painted in a while but I will get back to that at some point um, I'm always doing something creatively because it's it's the it's the the elixir of life for me. It's air for me. It's what keeps me sustained is being creative, constantly creating things. I need to create just like I need to breathe air. And likewise, I look forward to meeting people who are on that same level or who love to create, whether that's cooking in the kitchen. And my person loves to create things in the kitchen. And now so do I. And so that creative expression can be experienced in any kind of way. My point of this whole podcast, and I I apologize if I'm running all over the place, is that do the things that bring you this feeling of euphoric pleasure, of complete joy, that brings a smile to your face and so that you feel fulfilled whether you are in a relationship or not, whether you are married or not, whether you are widowed or divorced or single or not, whether you are heterosexual, homosexual, non-binary, polyamorous relationships, do those things that bring you pleasure, joy, joy happiness and that you feel like you're thriving from the inside out that is to me those are the things that make for a great human being and great human brain great human beings attract other great human beings I believe that and I also believe that good things happen to good people I just do for those that are willing to do the work good things happen to to good people and on that note I bid you farewell and we will have another podcast sesh very soon friends take care